Welcome to the Words You Want No One to Hear podcast. My name is Stanley Eugene, and these are my poems. I hope these poems can help other people as much as they've helped me. Take a listen, let me know what you think, comment, like, and if you want to, continue to the next one. Later days. Part 1 Purpose The gifts I was given. Many are given gifts without purpose. Some use their gifts as a tool. Some see their gift as a curse. Some need the gifts, but do not use them. Many are given gifts without understanding of purpose. Some understand the gift, but cannot see their purpose in using it. Some witness the gift in action, but only see the pain that it causes. Some desire the product of devoting themselves to the gift but never are willing to make the investment. Many are given gifts. Some will use them only for themselves. Some see them as only for themselves. Some need them just to live. Gifts are what you allow them to be. Um, Y'all just listened to my poem, The Gifts That Were Given. That poem describes a very, very specific point in my life. Um, I'm not going to call it a crucible because that's not what it was. It was just a moment when I realized that I was given certain things, good, bad, or otherwise, and... No one was going to know how to maximize them or utilize them to the best of their abilities other than me. Because no one knew me completely other than me and God. And God might give other people hints, but it's but it's me that has to act. Um, I remember this moment when I was 16. It was a little bit after... Um, Someone I cared about had passed away, and I was just so mad because I lost them, and they were never coming back. And I knew they were sick. Um, I knew this was a possibility, but I just never thought it would happen. And I remember just being so mad, and I couldn't figure out why. You know how it is when you're a kid. Um, You just get mad for no reason. You just kind of like... Well, I'll just deal with this. But it was it just didn't go away. I just stayed mad for months. I'm not even sure uh, my sisters or my mom even realized, or even my friends for that matter. But it just festered. And it just kind of just kept coming back. It wasn't until I realized that the reason I was mad wasn't that I lost that person. No, don't get twisted. Um, I was sad that they were gone. I wouldn't talk to them anymore. Wouldn't hear them crack jokes on me or just, uh, just love on me. I was mad because I didn't see it coming and I hadn't planned for what that would mean for me. And that's what put the thought in my mind about gifts. 
it's kind of roundabout, I know, but it did. So I remember saying, um, that it was kind of weird. Okay. Uh, I'm not explaining this well. (laughs) Um, but it comes, it sums up to this. Um, I remember people commenting about talents that I had that I couldn't see at the time because of the way I stammered, the way I rushed through words. Um, Because at that age, or at least when I was younger, like 10 or 11 or so, I guess, I had a real problem speaking. And it had nothing with, it had nothing to do with an actual inability to speak or anything. It was because my thoughts were running faster than my mouth and I couldn't really stop one or the other. (laughs) Uh, That was fun. And it wasn't until I slowed down, I stopped for a minute, took a breath, that my words really mean and say what I intended them to. Now, back to the how this made me think about my gifts. Losing her made me realize that those moments I would have had would never come back to me. Just like anything that I do, if no one sees it, no one truly understands it, I'm never going to get that moment of utilization back. This poem was kind of two things mixed into one for me. It was remembering that things can be lost without you being aware of it suddenly and very, very quickly. And two, that talents like everything else are not always constant. (laughs) People always think that talent alone makes someone great, but the truth is there are so many people that are gifted with talents. Everyone has at least one, but it's not that talent that makes them necessarily great. It's the ability to, well, cultivate that talent. That's a unique skill all its own, and it's not something inbred. It's something that you have to know that you need and have to acquire, or someone sees that you need and kind of just shoves it into you. Either way, it's it's not one of those things that you know that you need. As a young person, I mean, I certainly didn't. And um, it took me a long time to realize that my gifts weren't necessarily the things that I thought they were. And that my gifts lied in different places. And furthermore, that I needed to put the work in to cultivate those skills. It was a talent mind. It's something that I could do from a young age but didn't mean that I accepted it as such. That's another component of it as well. You being able to see yourself clearly, um, take people's criticisms, take people's advices, 
and um, utilize them to maximum effect. I mean, that's pretty much it. That's the gifts that were given in a nutshell and what it means to me. Part two, purpose, the things we chose. The things we choose are rarely the hard things. We normally choose a direction of ease, but choices have power. Choices have consequences. The things we choose are rarely good. We as people live in the moment. We sometimes do not see the passions of the moments as the easy path to bad outcomes. But choices have power. Choices have consequences. The choices matter. The choice has power. Choosing has consequences. Choose wisely. Um, you just finished listening to The Things We Chose. This was the second poem in the Purpose um, trilogy. Um, if you haven't guessed, um, I typically pick one topic a week and write three poems about them. This poem, The Things We Chose, um, is the second in the Purpose series trilogy. I'm not sure what I'm going to call it. Um, that's going to be a work in progress. Y'all give me a, a name, hopefully, because I'm bad at that. <laughs> um, this poem was written in a... Well, this poem was written from a place of how I understood how much of my choices ended up putting me closer or further away from my purpose. And as a young person, as leaving high school, about to go to college, um, I thought I should already know what my purpose was. Um, I didn't realize that for most people, that conversation, that understanding of, hey, what is my purpose and why should I move closer to it were completely oblivious. Understand, just because I knew I needed it didn't mean I had found it. Didn't mean I was even close. But what it did mean was that I made conscious choices. Some of them good, some of them bad. But each one of them pushed me closer to my purpose. And that was what this poem was about, in essence. Why I made the choices that I made. And more importantly, why I understood why those choices were so important. It sums up to the fact that pur your purpose in life is going to be something that is going to fuel you for the rest of your life. And when you find it, oh, it's a beautiful thing. And from living in your purpose, so many other things will come. But until you find it, you always have to, in my mind, try to move closer to it. That's what I realized when I was younger. I didn't realize or I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I didn't have any idea what my purpose was. I knew I, I had to find it, 
but I didn't know what it was. So I made sure that every decision out of high school was a strategic decision. There was a long-term general plan, and I hoped during the course of that execution of that plan, I would have found my purpose. I did. Um, But the goal was that systematically, as I executed my plan, I I would assess and I would make sure that that choice left me with maximum options. Now, like I said, that template of maximum options in hindsight seems like a good thing. And for me, it was. But I had a keen awareness of my skill set. So I made the decision that I thought best for me. And in that aspect, being generalized was a good thing. The other decisions I make, um, like not polishing my communication skills early on, not not creating very, very good social networks early on, those are bad decisions. And they had consequences. Um, they have consequences to this day. And this poem, like in, with so many of the poems that I write and so many that echoed in my mind for so many years, are reminders, are stories or experiences that I thought were necessary for me. And I hope will help other people. There's no guarantee, obviously, because everyone's different. This poem was, for the most part, broken up into a couple of different parts. Um, Like I said, the first part was choices and realizing that your choices ultimately will either help you or hinder you. So whatever choice you make, make sure you understand it. Like even with my bad decisions, meaning not pursuing social networks, not trying to network. It was very, very, it was a very, very conscious decision on my part, a cowardly one. I can see that now, but it was very conscious. And I knew that I was going to have to fill that hole in my skill set eventually. And I did, as you can see by the verbal repartee. (laughs) The second component, the two other components is that even in your choosing, you have to accept the outcome. You have to accept the results of those choices. So choosing and being like, okay, I'm going to choose. Okay, cool. That's the adult thing. Good job. The second bit is accepting that decision, good or bad. Like I knew after I made that decision to not pursue social networks in a couple of situations, I was like, crap, that was bad. (laughs) I probably should have like, yo, hey, bro, let me, let me, let's network or whatever. But at that point it was, it was literally too late to do it. And it was like, oh crap. But I realized what I did. I understood what I did. And next time an opportunity like that came around, I made sure that I was, I would at least push the envelope more than I did last time. Progress. Um, the last bit of this is the easy choice. Um, as I said with my last example about pursuing social networks, that was hard for me. And in some, in some respects, it still is. But 
I chose the easy road. And instead of just getting out there, being fearless and failing if necessary, I was like, mm, I'd rather not. <laughs> and that has consequences too. That one decision, if I had made it differently, could have left me in the position that I am now, maybe two years earlier. I don't know. Um, but I know that I chose the easy path out of cowardice. And that's not a way to make a decision. Any type of decision you make, it has to be made not from a pace of fear, but of a pace of understanding. And sometimes they're the same thing, but at least be objective about it. Measure out the fear in a way that you understand that, okay, this is this has something to do with fear. So be aware of your fear, but don't let that make don't let that be the ultimate decision point. I found throughout my life that um the best decisions have been made whenever I have good parts understanding of my fear, but I'm not trying to justify it. Meaning, I see that I'm scared to do this because, hey, this is something new to me. But that's not my ultimate decision. My ultimate decision is made in a place of, hey, can I actually do this? Take away the fear as much as I can, which is hard, and look at my problem set. At the end of the day, that's really all you can do. But... All you can do is move, try to move closer to your purpose. So make your decisions knowing of how hard that road will be. Try to figure out what's the best decision for you at that moment. And then once you figure out, okay, this is the best decision for me I can make at that moment. Figure out if it makes sense for you long term. Sometimes those two questions are competing. And sometimes those two decisions are impossible to make because one would eliminate the other. But I find that thinking short term and long term gives you enough of a perspective to figure out what you need to do ultimately. It's hard, it's confusing. It's just easier just to make a call and let it ride. That's for sure. But I think this is for the men. <laughs> we can't afford to not plan. There, there are rarely any safety nets for us. So we almost, we almost always have to think in short-term goals and long-term goals. And when we live in that space... Only good things can come. It's just that those space is super hard. And it's easier just to think in the moment and never think about tomorrow. And for some people, that might work. I know for me, it didn't. The ultimate decision is, have you thought about the long term? And if your short-term goals ultimately give you get you to your long-term outcome, it's still a plan. It's just a crappy one. Some crappy plans work too. Well, that sums up this poem. Um, this is poem two. Um, purpose, the things we chose. Part three.
purpose, the things I pursued. I pursued the fun things, the things that at the moment mattered, but long terms were meaningless. I pursued the things that society says were expected, things necessary for the American dream, education, and a job. I pursued everything besides my purpose, the thing that could make me feel fulfilled, the thing that could give me legacy. Once I realized I needed to pursue my purpose, I learned to pursue it in place of everything else. Without purpose, there can be no life. Thank you. Um, You just got done listening to Purpose, The Things I Pursued. This poem is a unique one for me. Because pursuing or... For me, running after, running after things I shouldn't have was a very common theme of my life. And honestly, it's a common theme for most young people. In anyone's younger days, they're not really sure what they should be doing. And for me, I, I had a plan. But once again, <laughs> the plan was just there to give me options. It wasn't really put, it wasn't really developed to find my purpose. It was just a plan so I could get fed and so that I would have opportunity if I ever figured out my purpose to pursue it. So yeah, I did a lot of crazy things like most people. Um, I like going out with my my friends, getting drunk, um, partying, I think normal things. Also some weird geeky things like, uh, reading manga, watching comic books, first-generation Naruto fan, by the way. But those were not anything that led me closer to my purpose. They were a distraction, to be completely honest. Those moments that I spent in front of a TV screen, um, opening up a comic book to read, or reading a manga online, were moments spent in that world and not in this one, trying to figure out what my next moves need to be. The main point of this poem was that people too often live and want to live in the good times or that good place. And they pursue just living in that good place as an end goal. For some people that makes sense. For others, as an end goal, it's terrible. Um, Not because it's bad, but because it takes away from what got them there and what could keep them in success if they get there. For me, I appear to be the latter. I always have to be working. If I'm not working, then I'm going to automatically go into complacency mode and I'll try to chill. I'll try to coast. I'll try to as the word used by my <laughs> uh, high school Russian teammates, you just become a sausage, just laying there flopping around. And that ain't no way to live your life. That's no way to attain success. In fact, most indicators from what I've seen and what I read on the literature is that the main separating line between people that become successful and people that don't is their Grit. 
their ability to persist through hard times and learn and adapt. So all this time I was spending just working on myself in some ways, but then on my off time, which was a good percentage of my time in my early 20s, were spent reading comic books, looking for the nicest sneaker, or um, in some cases, going out with my friends. Could have been spent more towards figuring out, okay, um, what what do I need in order to start a business? How do I start a business for that matter? That didn't happen. Um, I don't look back at those moments and think I shouldn't have. But I do look back and think maybe I should have took the time to figure out or to schedule my time in such a way that I got what I needed in those leisure moments. So I got that, ooh, this is fun time. But most of my time was spent on the grind. And a lot of part of the time was spent um, doing something else. I mean, there's no real hard and fast rule to these things. So I can't tell you what will work for you. All I can tell you is what the poem represented for me and what I did. And that's it. The other aspect of the poem that I haven't touched on yet, besides the, hey, you shouldn't just do the easy shit. Um is the more complicated bit. You shouldn't just not pursue the easy things, but you must actively pursue the hard things. And that's a critical part of, I think, purpose-driven living. Um, no, no one's purpose is going to be easy. <laughs> that by itself doesn't always make sense. Meaning, I don't mean that it's going to be hard the whole time, but I do think that there's going to be some component of your purpose that's going to push you either mentally, physically, relationally, faith, faithfully, um, some way you'll be, you'll be pushed. And if you're not used to being pushed like that, well, there's no guarantee that you're not going to fall apart. Actually, there's a pretty good chance that you may. That's why you need determination. You need grit. And like with most things, if you practice it, if you commit yourself to it, you can start small and grow over time. Well, that's pretty much it. There's not more for this poem or um, this week's topic. Remember, Purpose is almost everything, and without one, there are likely there's a good chance that you'll go around in circles. It doesn't mean once you find it, everything is going to be good. No, I can't say that. But what I can say is that for most people that I've seen and that I know that live in their purpose, they're usually a lot happier. It's hard work, but it's worth it's work worth doing and anything worth doing has to be hard to my in my opinion but what do i know i'm just a crazy trying to be poet
Well, that's it for this um, for this entry in the summary. Um, this is the things I pursued um, summary. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Words You Want No One to Hear podcast. If this has been of any service to you, you've liked it, or you thought it's been meaningful, please share and comment. Your input is always welcome and honestly appreciated. Please continue on to the next one or check back in later this week or next week for more poems. Later days.